This is Viterbi Voices, your chance to hear stories about research, classes, student life, and more. Directly from our students, faculty, and other members of our engineering community. All right here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. Welcome back into Viterbi Voices. Um, my name's Audrey, and I'm a junior studying mechanical engineering. And um, we're here with Alex. Alex, can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, my name is Alex, and I'm a sophomore studying industrial and systems engineering. Great. Well, this episode is a little different because, as you all know, um, we are remotely um, attending school now. So I'm in Denver, and Alex is back in California. But Alex made uh, an awesome episode. So we're, I'm excited to hear it. What is this episode about, Alex? Yeah. So actually, before kind of all of this happened, right before spring break, I was able to talk to one of my friends, Nick, who's also an ISC major. And we got to talk about the Industrial and Systems Engineering Senior Capstone Project, which was really cool to learn about, especially as an underclassman, kind of seeing what my future has in store for me. So yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to get into it. Let's get out of the way so we can learn more about the Industrial Systems Engineering Capstone. Okay, so today I'm here with Nick Huber, and we are going to be talking a little bit about the ISC Capstone Project. So first, Nick, why don't you introduce yourself? Of course. Um, I'm Nick. I'm a senior industrial and systems engineering major at the University of Southern California. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, and I originally was actually environmental engineering for my first two years, so I got a little perspective from that major. And then I wanted to do something a little more um, broad and could be applied to different fields, so I switched to industrial systems my junior year. Perfect. How's that been for you? What's been your favorite part? I think in industrial systems engineering, there's so many more students and there's so many different interests that it's kind of exciting to talk with different people and see what they're passionate about. Because off the top of my head, when I think of industrial systems engineering, I think of, okay, you can be a consultant, you can be a data analytics, you can be a supply chain management, you can be just a project manager. There's so many different things you can do in a lot of different industries. Um, and environmental, I love the community. It was very small and it was very tight, but it was very specific. So I feel like I've just loved how many different things you can get involved in. Because I feel like most companies need an industrial and systems engineer because it's an optimizer. It's somebody who tries to make things more efficient. So I feel like most companies or things can use that. So I really liked that, that I could do. Yeah, that's yeah. a great definition. I feel personally as somebody who literally just switched into an industrial systems engineering major like what nine weeks ago I honestly didn't even know what I was getting myself into and I feel like a lot of prospective students don't necessarily know what the major is and so I think that's that's a really great way to describe it what do you think has been most beneficial out of this education like specific classes you've taken that have really helped you kind of broaden your perspective on things or I would have to say there's one professor in particular, um, Dr. John Carlson. He's the scheduling, he's stochastic modeling deterministic models. So it's a lot of MATLAB and it's basically you'll get a problem and then you have to optimize it. So let's say you have a fleet of trucks and they have to go to different locations. You have to find the most optimal route for those trucks. Oh, really interesting. Um, and so I think just his class gets you in the most ISC mindset. Um, and he's a, such an amazing professor. He always considers your advice. You can go into office hours. And I think that 
him in particular, just having a resource like that, who is, you can just go into his office hours, like my senior design project this semester is optimizing or along the same lines of designing an algorithm. And we've been able to ask him and it's just having that resource is so valuable, I think, just because he's such a professional in the optimization field. Yeah, I love that. I love that already I'm being able to like apply things that I'm learning in my classes to my everyday life because I feel like before I wasn't necessarily able to do that. Um, but you just mentioned your senior de- design project. Could you tell me a little bit more like overall, like what is what is the ISC senior design project? So the ISC senior design project is... Essentially, you get assigned a client, and they have a particular problem, and then you're just an engineer trying to solve the problem. So for me, so this is like a real, a real life client, like somebody yes. from the community. This yeah, is, so it's a real life okay, company. Wow. So it's not even like it's not even a person. It's like a company or industry. So um, the animal shelter has been a client before. I believe Chick Fil A has been a client. Oh, so not even like a startup. It's been yes, actual wow. source. SpaceX has been one talking to startups. Um, my company specifically is the Aerospace Corporation. Okay, wow. And so they set us for the task of designing an optimization algorithm to verify satellites. So there's an X amount of antennas, and they want us to design an algorithm that moves these antennas to verify the satellites. And it was very intimidating, but we were like, okay, this is kind of cool. We'll maybe get to learn some coding along the way, because I've never used Python, and I'm no expert in MATLAB, but I try. Um, so it's been kind of exciting to step into the world of algorithms for the semester. That's really interesting. Actually, I had I had no idea that that was even a class. Yeah. So, what does the class structure itself look like? Is it you know do you meet weekly or is it kind of like group based and you go meet with your client? So they're still trying to figure it out. I think, um, which is kind of fun. It's like experimental, I guess. So this past semester, we only met a couple times throughout the semester and the actual physical class. And usually, it's just the intro meeting to tell us what the class was about we had an intern presentation where we just talked with the class about our projects and we had like a final presentation meeting with the class so we didn't really meet that many times but we did have to meet with our client at the aerospace corporation wow what was that yeah. like um the first time was actually pretty embarrassing because i got my phone stolen the week mm-hmm. before and that had my um driver's license Mm -hmm. and I had just turned 21 so I'm from Ohio so as soon as you turn 21 your license expires so I just gone back to Ohio got it renewed so I was like I'm totally set to go and little you need clearance you need like a valid license or passport to get into the aerospace corporation so I couldn't even get into the aerospace corporation so we had to have our meeting on a bench outside which was so embarrassing but they were so nice and flexible but I remember being terrified now whenever I go I'm always like okay do I have a passport driver's license so was it just you or this is kind of like a team thing so how many how many people are on your team i have four people on my team i think it's teams of four to five per group so yeah you definitely have a team and you have to figure out like okay who in the team feels comfortable so for instance of our project who's Mm -hmm. the most experienced with designing an algorithm or like designing a matrix for the algorithm or interfacing with the client or just scheduling everything or maybe if they feel comfortable editing our reports if they're the most linguistically informed or talented then they'll do that so yeah that's really cool so you mentioned earlier that you didn't really have experience necessarily with python or algorithms so were you kind of assigned this project or did you kind of have a list and like you were able to choose so we actually i think this was our number two so you preference it so you do see all the projects ahead of time and you see which ones sound interesting to you and we thought the Aerospace Corporation would be easy because we had access to Dr. John Carlson. We're like, oh, he's an optimization specialist. This is literally an optimization problem. 
we have the resource that would be the most valuable to complete this project, um, even though we aren't necessarily experts. And he actually pointed us in direction. We still aren't that familiar, but there's a really cool resource called OR Tools mm-hmm. um, that I believe is designed by Google, and it just has examples of various um, scheduling, routing, coding problems, and it takes you step by step how to do them and the code. So we were able actually we were able to actually reference that and see like like the vehicle routing problem I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. We could base our code off of that, which was super useful. Um, but yeah, interesting. What do you think are some benefits of having this be a two semester class instead of just like a one semester class? Because I feel like yeah, I think you get a more genuine experience of what engineering looks like. Um, because last semester was the preliminary design report. So it was just like, okay, this is what we propose. Does the client like what we propose? Okay, maybe not. Let's refine it and come back again. This semester is now the critical design period. So this is when we're actually having to design the algorithm. So last semester we were defining the restraints in the system, whereas this semester we're actually designing the algorithm. Yeah. So I think for this instance of our project specifically is super helpful to have it broken up into two semesters because mm-hmm. that'd be very intimidating to have to design or define all the constraints and then also design the algorithm when we weren't necessarily experts in designing algorithms so is this something that aerospace is actually going to implement and use hopefully so the project is actually a multi-billion dollar project so most likely not because they have their own algorithm experts but Got what it. they were saying is that we're kind of the prototype and they'll just kind of compare and contrast, like, okay, so maybe they see how we solve the problem. Can they take anything from what we did and transpose it into their algorithm? Or what problems do we have? What issues do we have? So something that we found is we're like, okay, so for it's the satellites that we're trying to verify are the geosyncratic orbit. So they're in line with the equator. So from the perspective of Earth, they seem like they're not moving. But because it's such a fine science, sometimes it's off when they launch them into orbit, and so they might be wobbling. So instead of a discrete system, which is, like, static and it's stationary and it's much easier to model, it might be a stochastic, and there's, like, probability involved. We're assuming, um, for simplicity's sake, that it is a discrete system, as in they aren't moving, but something that we could find later on if they test ours is that it's actually the satellites are moving slightly, and then you have to make the algorithm more complicated because then you have to consider their motions and their position versus time of everything, which makes it harder. So, like, we're kind of problem-solving, I guess, the prototype. Yeah. That's really cool. So have you had the opportunity to kind of work with people who are working on maybe the real one, like, steps after? We have not yet. So this semester, um, we're going to propose the algorithm to the client, and then I think we'll be meeting and seeing what they have so far and getting to compare and contrast and see, like, our solution versus their solution, which should be pretty cool. Yeah. That'll be really cool. So going through this project, I know you still have a semester left of it, but what have kind of been your favorite moments or at least favorite moments? I would say most favorite moment thus far, I think is stepping into it because I never thought I'd be interested in aerospace and I'm still mm-hmm. not super interested in it, but I think it's still cool learning about the aerospace industry um, I never thought I'd be working with satellites and antennas and when I was actually yeah. learning about it I was like oh this isn't as hard or also the first time that I actually understood when Dr. 
John Carlson was talking about the optimization algorithm and I started understanding it as like, oh my God, I can actually do this. Like I'm kind of an engineer now. When I started <laughs> understanding, which is cool because I yeah. feel like when you're an engineer, it's um, sometimes very hard to feel confident as an engineer and feel capable in your problem solving. Yeah, it's hard to kind of apply things that you learn in class, you know, and I feel yeah. like it's hard to kind of see like the bigger picture of like what you're going to end up doing in the future too, because you're like, oh, like how do I actually use everything I'm learning? Yeah, I think it's also very hard to, um, I think in ISC you definitely do get technical skills, but they aren't necessarily the standard C++, mm-hmm. Python, etc. And I feel like it's very easy if you're not an engineer and you, like, maybe don't know how to code and somebody's like, oh, like, you don't know how to do that. It's easy to be like, oh, am I actually an engineer if I don't know, if I don't have that hard technical skill? Yeah. But I think with this project, it's kind of giving more confidence in my engineering um, capabilities, which is really cool. Um, least favorite, as I think with any group project, there's kind of a transition period or when you're getting used to the team mm-hmm. and the team dynamic. Um, and I think because this was a big project, there were some issues that we had to problem shoot or troubleshoot in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, but that's as with any group project. You're going to have some sense. people that are willing to put more effort than others. So, Did you get to choose this group or was this group assigned? This group was randomly assigned. Oh, um, and you could kind of trade people. Interesting. Um, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, you're mostly randomly assigned. So I guess it does reflect a real engineering team because if you're applying for an engineering job... Mm-hmm. The likelihood of you being able to choose your team, at least when you're initially starting, and the company is very small. Oh, yeah. Like, you won't know your other team members, so it'll be, like, kind of mirroring that So how many students are doing this project at one time? Specifically, like, the Aerospace Corporation project? No, like, I guess, like, how many... Well, do all seniors have to take this class? Like, do all seniors have to do this project, or is it optional? All seniors have to do the project, um... Some people actually do it their junior year. They start doing oh, it the junior year if they are ahead in their credits. Um, but yeah, everybody has to complete a capstone project before they graduate. So now that you're doing this project and you've kind of had like a taste of the real world, where are some other places kind of in your everyday life that you think that this major or even this project have helped you? So funny you ask that. I'm actually a Starbucks barista. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... N- once you started learning about supply chain management, which you do in USC's industrial engineering program, you get frustrated if it's not properly implemented. So at my store, we're constantly running out of stock. And if you don't have safety stock allocated in certain yeah. areas, it can be so frustrating because then you like look in that safety stock area. Because if there's, because in my location, we have a drive through mobile orders in the cafe. Oh my gosh. So, it usually gets super hectic and busy. And if you run out of something, you want to be able to just go back into safety stock and restock it yourself, and you shouldn't move that much. So it's more ergonomically designed. And if we're out of the safety stock or things just aren't very ergonomically designed, it gets so infuriating because I'm just like, I've learned this in class. Like, why isn't this designed better? Like, Have you tried to change it? I'll move things every once in a while, but I think for the most part, um, yeah. our district manager has the final say, and she's very Got intimidating. It. So we're yeah, that makes sense. What she does kind of goes. But that's really interesting that like you're seeing it every day. I feel like that's yeah. so rewarding, knowing that your education is paying off in a sense. Yeah, it's definitely in a different context mm-hmm. for sure, but it is it is very interesting to see it in fast food. Or like, yeah, I would consider Starbucks fast food for sure, yeah. Yeah. 
What is some advice that you would have to, you know, an incoming student to ISE or even an underclassman like me in ISE? I would 100% um, say I think one of my biggest mistakes as an ISE student because there are some classes where you think like, oh, I'll never apply this or this won't be useful is to just Mm -hmm. take the time you're in school for a reason, actually apply yourself as much as you can because there is something digestible and usable from that class that you are in. And I think my biggest regret is just doing a class and going through the motions for the grade rather than actually learning it. So if you're learning our studio, if you're learning how to statistically evaluate things, um, if you're learning about optimization, actually learn those and maybe even look for a case competition or something fun that you could apply those in to keep on solidifying that knowledge because I feel like when I was a student and even now I get frustrated at myself in retrospect that I didn't I feel like digest some of those skills that I learned Um, but also just joining design teams is so much fun I joined a professional engineering fraternity and it was just like a network of different engineers I think that's also amazing, too, because then you can talk with people from different majors and get their perspective. So I think as a prospective student or a new engineering student, just talk to as many engineers as you can, because then you'll know how to cater your experience to what you actually want. I think that's great advice. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much for this. All right, we're back. That was a great episode. Thanks so much for doing that, Alex. Can you talk a little bit more about what your process was for this? Yeah, so like I mentioned, um, we recorded this episode before spring break, and obviously so many things have changed since then. Um, So originally, the outro I had in mind was kind of, you know, catching up with him and seeing how things were moving forward after spring break. I still got to do that. Things are just looking a little different now. Um, So I reached out to Nick and to talk to him about, you know, how moving online has kind of just changed everything. But luckily for him, he said it didn't change too much. It just kind of has changed, you know, how he's communicating with his fellow teammates, you know, his advisors and his client. He said that they finished most of their project actually before the quarantine started, before all classes moved online. And so he's looking forward to just kind of delivering it uh, over a video. Um, But he wishes it was in person. But I'm glad that this project is still able to move forward for them and all the other groups. That's great. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that too. I know um, moving online definitely makes group work a little bit harder, um, but I'm glad they are having going smoothly with that um how was the first week of online classes for you um definitely an adjustment I think my internet personally isn't that great uh so that's been a little struggle but it's kind of been nice getting to reconnect with my professors and how seeing how understanding they've been um and reconnect with classmates other than that it's been okay how's it been for you um it's been kind of similar I think the definitely internet connections at everyone's homes you know not everyone maybe has the best including myself so you know sometimes it's hard you're watching a lecture and it cuts out a lot but everyone is definitely trying really hard to make it the best it can be obviously the limit on how good it can be is is uh not as good as it would have been when we were in the classroom but everyone's just doing the best they can Yeah, it's nice to kind of be going through this all together. Like everyone understands what's going on, which I think has been like the biggest help in getting me through this and kind of realizing that. Yeah, definitely. It's like, it's a bummer to not be on campus and like be with all of your friends. But I think 
I've at least still felt the same level of support. So that's been great. Yeah. And it's also kind of cool to see like how things are transitioning because I guess I never pictured it before. never would have thought of this scenario, but it's been pretty cool. I mean, like I know like my student orgs are still meeting online, stuff like that. You know, active stuff is still all online. And so that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. It's like kind of crazy how quickly everything picked up. Like the last week of school, I was like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do design teams and all of this stuff? And then a few days later, I was getting Slack messages and Discord messages saying, okay, Zoom meeting on this and this. So I think people are adapting pretty quickly. So that's good. Yeah, it's been nice. All right. Well, we'll wrap this one up, but thanks so much, Alex. I really appreciate it. And I hope everyone is doing well. And just as a reminder, um, as Alex said, this episode was mainly recorded um, before spring break. Right now we're checking in on Friday, March 27th. So um, things are changing really quickly. um, And we'll link a page to the USC sort of updates on COVID-19. So um, if you're curious about the university's response, you can see it there. But thanks, everyone.